0: Welcome! You've found the Out of the Ordinary Podcast, where we believe that the very best stories grow out of the soil of ordinary life. I'm Lisa Jo Baker.
1: And I'm Christy Purifoy. And a few of our favorite ordinary spring things are daffodils picked from the backyard, slipping into sneakers instead of heavy boots, and an inspiring new cookbook from the library. And a few of mine are windows finally wide open again. The first tulips
0: showing up that are now in their sixth year since we planted them and the end of brown and the beginning of green.
1: We hope these conversations help you see the extra hidden right in plain sight in your ordinary life too. Get comfy. Here we go. Well, Lisa Joe, you and our listeners know how much I love a good tradition. (laughs) And it has become tradition here on the Out of the Ordinary podcast that every season we have a new intro. So last week we debuted our new spring favorite things intro. And as part of that as well, uh, I think maybe a season or two ago, we decided that our seasonal intros needed their own conversation. Yes, let's just Let's just back up a bit when you
0: say you like tradition. I feel like it's a little little stricter than that, Christine. You're <laughs> a little more of a stickler because you had actual concern when we were planning out recording the new spring intro. You pulled up your calendar on your phone to make sure that the new spring intro would hit before March 20. I was like, wait, why? And you're like, because that is the first day of spring. We right? can't have this winter intro running after March
1: 20. <laughs> That's right. It would offend all my sensibilities to continue to talk about winter things when the calendar says, no, no. (laughs) And I'm so
0: glad because it actually feels like spring because it doesn't Mm -hmm. always. It was Zoe's birthday, March 19th. And I always think of that as the beginning of spring because the day she was born was an unseasonably warm day. It was in the high 70s gloriously sunny. And it just sort of has continued that way over the last 10 years. Every year on her birthday, it's as if God is like, yes, life, because Zoe means life. And we always have these glorious days. So I'm glad that today feels that way, too. It's beautiful. It almost hit 80 here today. The wind is very loud, both here where I am in the D.C. area and you in Pennsylvania. And yes, dear listeners, we're sadly not recording back together again just because we haven't been able to set up a time where we could have a long marathon recording session. So we are like refueled after being together in person last week. But grateful that we can continue to record long distance, Uh, although I do hope we get back to the rhythm again one of these days of regular time together.
1: Lisa Joe, you know how I feel about traditions. You know how I feel about regular (laughs) rhythms. So I think it is inevitable (laughs) that you and I (laughs) will get together for a regular rhythm of in-person podcast recording. I think you can count on it. Yes, there you go. (laughs) But it's true, my shutters here, uh, the shutters on this old farmhouse at Maplehurst are rattling, rattling. Actually, it's funny, um, we had, uh, so yes, it's unseasonably warm today, um, but maybe a week or two ago now was our first round of sudden sort of warm spring days because, of course, you know, where you are as well, it it comes, it goes, it comes, right. it goes. So, on that first warm day, um, one of my neighbors who lives in um, a neighboring very old house um, built around the same time as mine, she um, ended up... Uh, with her children in my yard because all the neighbor kids were running through my yard. Anyhow, we got to chatting and started talking about old houses, as one does when <laughs> both of you live in an old house, which means we're talking about projects. What are we tackling next? Anyhow, she's standing up front outside of my house and she turns to me and she says, so I have a question for you. When it's windy, <laughs> do your shutters just rattle and rattle? <laughs> I said, oh, yes. She said, it's all I can do at night when they're going, oh. um, and they're blowing, they're making that noise, and I can't sleep. She's like, I just lie there in bed telling myself, they look really pretty. They <laughs> look really pretty. <laughs> I've never thought about that. That's a real thing, how huh? they make that noise. That yeah. would drive me oh. insane. Yeah, it's. I have earplugs by my Uh -uh. bedside table that I just use for all the windy nights in March because because of shutter noise. Right, right. So this is not, dear listeners, this is not one of my favorite ordinary spring things. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the
0: shutters are not one of them.
1: No, I hate I hate the wind this time of year. Um, but what I do love are. Daffodils, and especially picking daffodils in the yard, you know, Lisa, Joe, that um, John and I love to plant more and more daffodils every fall. I think of it actually as my as my life's work, perhaps <laughs> to plant <laughs> daffodils, to plant hundreds and hundreds of daffodils. I love them. I think partially because I didn't grow up with them, mm. so they say springtime to me now. Um, in a way that um, fits with this spring that I know here in Pennsylvania, which is very different from spring in Texas. In Texas, it was blue bonnets. So, shout out to everyone currently enjoying the waves of glorious wildflowers in Texas. Um, I do miss the blue bonnets, but I'm very grateful for my daffodils. Um, so, I love them. Yeah, because they're they're... A part of my life now, but they haven't always been. I love them because deer and squirrels do not like them. Oh. So yeah, narcissus bulbs are actually poisonous to critters. And so they know that and they leave them alone. So even here where we have deer always tracking through our yard and munching on the garden, um, they leave daffodils alone. So that means no matter how many I plant, I can plant them all down the driveway. I can plant them on the edges of the the yard and um and they'll be there and they'll bloom.
0: I'm curious so, that you choose yeah. daffodils, like particularly for because for myself, I would choose tulips, I think. Mm-hmm. Like I love I love them. And yeah. they're one of my favorite spring things. So actually I talk about how every year, unlike you, I only planted one time when we moved into this <laughs> house. But every year they come back and listening to you talk, I realize, oh, I should just make that a rhythm. Every October I just plant more bulbs because they would right. keep coming back. So now I'm curious right. why daffodils and not right. tulips, for example.
1: And it is. I plant lots of tulips too, but I can't plant them everywhere and I can't plant them in huge numbers because the deer, the rabbits, the squirrels oh, will just eat mow tulips. them down. Really? Like they will not
0: last. I did not
1: know you that. You will come out to sad little greens sticks of headless tulips. No. It's like the saddest thing ever. Yeah. So I plant tulips in pots because then I can uh, move them around or put them up on a table. Um, so in the fall, I'll, I'll put tulip bulbs like in a container. And then I'll just keep that pot like in my garden shed or something all winter. And in the spring, they bloom. Wow! Or um, I'll plant them like near the house. Sometimes they can survive there. Um, I even plant them in my flower garden because there are gravel paths. And apparently deer do not like the feel of stepping on <laughs> movable little pebbles <laughs>
0: but what is it that they actually eat so if you plant a tulip bulb do they dig
1: up and eat the bulb or do they so wait So the to deer bloom? just eat yeah the deer just eat the flowers once they're blooming they the eat squirrels, the, the, the squirrels will dig them up though they will yeah they'll dig it up and eat that bulb and yeah deer and the crocus an actual flower. flower like they eat the petals deer oh yeah deer love tulips they love roses it's like but it's like Dear delicacy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: How did they not know this? That's so yeah. random. I thought they attacked like vegetable gardens.
1: I had no idea they ate flowers. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, think about it, Lisa Joe, which would you rather eat? A tulip or a tomato? I'm I'm gonna go tomato, Christy.
0: <laughs> Especially <laughs>
1: on a nice BLT sandwich. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, so I think I mean, I'm with you with the tulip love, but here's the thing about being a gardener is that you learn to love the things that love your garden. You oh, learn to love the things that line. love your place. And yeah. daffodils love my place because yeah. I can have sweeps of them. I can plant them everywhere. Tulips are harder. I mm-hmm. love them too, but they I have to be really careful with them. Um, and also, I would say that I think you got very lucky in the tulip bulbs that you planted because most of the tulips that are sold – they're not bred to bloom year after year. Oh, really? So they, they they will come back or they might come back. They won't be as tall. They won't be as big. The, they'll be smaller tulips. And then after a couple of years, they won't come back at all. So this will be our sixth year. I
0: ordered Those these bulbs on tulips. Amazon.com. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not no even way. kidding you. But I ordered, I think, 50, like a big mm-hmm. bag of 50. We planted yeah, well all done. of them. The first year, probably like, you know, close to 50 bloomed. By year six, we probably get... 10 or 12.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, so I mean, it brings
0: me joy every year because I do yeah. 0% of anything to take care of those things. I'm shocked every time. I'm like, oh, there's tulips. I forgot. Tulips grow here.
1: <laughs> you know, here, Lisa Joe, um, I will share my best bul- spring bulb tip with you. Okay. You ready? Yeah. It's this. Order your spring bulbs in spring right oh. now even though you will not plant them until fall. Oh. Order them online. And the reason is, is that good online, bold places, they will not send them to you right away. They will wait and send them to you in fall when it's the right time for planting. But Ooh. if you order them now, you can look out of your window and see exactly how many you need, where you're going to put them, oh. what colors you want, because you're looking at the space where you actually will yes. want them to show up next spring. So I always order my spring flowering bulbs in spring then they come and fall and i plant them and then i and then i get to see them the next spring so it's like a whole year process. anticipation but it's like you're thinking about it right now yeah you may not be thinking about it in the fall
0: that's so, so interesting all right okay i'm because i've decided i looked <laughs> at that bed and saw them starting to come up and thought after thinking about you and john and how much you plant daffodils huh i, I used to plant some more bulbs there this yeah. year
1: Ooh, ooh, I even have another, so, and I'm going to tell you where to order them from. Tell me. There is a Virginia farm, they, um, Brent and Becky's bulbs. Okay, wait, I'm actually writing this down as we talk. Brent Brent and and Becky's Becky's. bulbs. Yep, and they are a family-owned bulb supplier, and they are, um... So they're, you know, pretty local to you and, but they're like world renowned for their bulbs and you can get all the tulips, all the daffodils, their prices are good and they will ship to you exactly when it is right for you to (gasps) plant them in your, in your home. So it's just, I mean, I placed the order now and it's magical. They
0: set those aside. They'll know to wait for me. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of like having our own very local little, um, oh, what are they called? Florette, it's like having a local yes. Florette. That yes. beautiful Instagram account that we both obsess over. Who have all those gardening books yes. that are so swoony. Brent
1: and Becky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll put the link Shout in the out show to notes. My favorite, my favorite uh, bulb supplier. There. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's we need to get them to come be an advertiser on the podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Okay. So in, any other questions for me? Or are we ready to move it. on? Cause I could keep talking about daffodils. Clearly. Lisa, believe yes. me. So thank
0: <laughs> you. If I think of anything, I'll circle back. So that's your first one, <laughs> first favorite. And then my second, my first favorite was tulips that keep coming back. Over oh, that's here, right. Kind of piggybacked yeah. on you. Um, so my second favorite thing that I talk about in the intro has to be for me. And I, we must have talked about this on the podcast. I can't help coming back to it though, because my son brought it up the other night. I love. Windows that are open, Mm. but more specifically, windows that are open without screens.
1: Oh, because this is how I was raised
0: in South Africa no screens on the windows, and Jackson who's born in South Africa, who's nearly 16 now. We were talking about this the other night because I was opening all the bedroom windows saying, oh, we get to sleep with the windows open. It's this magical time of year between when the heat is on and before you have to turn the AC on where you can just have the windows open. And he was saying to me, it is so weird in South Africa. Why do you not have screens on your windows? And I said, "I, I mean, I don't know. There must be some reason for this. And maybe there's an industry now in which... There are screen companies putting windows on screens in South Africa. So if you're in South Africa, let me know. Ping me on Instagram. at Do you you
1: have screens? Super curious. So I have a question then. Is that because there are no bugs?
0: No, no. (laughs) There are many, many of them. And that is why Jackson and Peter particularly cannot handle how we have, we don't have screens on our windows. But here's the thing. When I think back to my childhood, do I remember bugs? I don't. Mm. So it's yeah. not like I remember being plagued by bugs in mm-hmm. my kitchen or in my house. But I, I wonder if that's just because children don't notice those things in the way adults do. So now in my house yeah. in Virginia, wait, I don't live in Virginia. I live in Maryland now. <laughs> you used to live in Virginia, Lisa Jo. I remember. I went to in that my house. <laughs> house in Maryland. Um, I like to have the front door wide open because it's right across from our kitchen. And I like to be able to look out like into the yard but, you know, if you're cooking, especially if you're cooking any kind of meat or something, man, flies will just come in. And so I feel like I spend all summer in this war between my wanting the doors open and then the dumb bugs that end up in my kitchen. And so now I have all these great products I get from Amazon <laughs> to put in my kitchen to, like, catch bugs because I want I want it all, day. I do not want to screen want it all. on my front door. I <laughs> want so badly to have fresh air coming in. And my son just shakes his head and he's like, you weird South Africans. And I'm like, what? You are a half South African child. Do not judge me. (laughs) But I wonder at Maplehurst, do you have screens on all your windows? Like, I'm trying to think We do. Yeah.
1: What we have actually are um, storm windows Mm -hmm. because the windows are… Original, they're so old, right? Um, and they ha- they have been restored, but old windows are not the double glazed modern, you know, built in screens and all that. So they're wooden, old wooden windows, which means that they would deteriorate really quickly if we didn't have the outside protected with something. Yeah. And so. Traditionally, you, you put a storm window outside, and so we have storm windows that actually stay up all year. Sometimes you take them, you switch them out, or um, you know maybe you take out the winter storms and you put up the summer screens, um, but ours are built in, and so the screens are always there. And I admit I am grateful for my screens because we do have mosquitoes and yeah. all of that, but you know me, I love to take pictures yes. of window views. Screens get in the way. They do. They
0: do. They they I mess know. it up. They mess yeah. it up. Because we do have, so we actually have screens on quite a lot of our windows, particularly the bedroom ones, um, but I like to, but we don't on our doors. And so I have those open and it is a curious thing to me that, Even though I have screens now in places in my house, they still feel annoying to me, like they shouldn't be there. (laughs) They're obstructing my interaction with the outdoor world.
1: (laughs) Right. So, you know what I love? It's, um, and this is not one of my favorite things, but it's related to yours. I feel like a compensation for me, or a thing that I love that helps me forget about the screen, which is, you know, the unfortunate necessity of the screen, is that I have um, very lightweight or lace curtains on some of my windows. So I love oh, this time of year to have the yeah. window open. And then just to see, oh, yes. like, I, the like, you know how, like fresh air is coming in, but you can't always feel it or you're aware of it. But if you have a really lightweight lace right. curtain, it's billowing. Yes, and so, so every pretty. time you walk past, you, you see what the fresh air is doing. Right. It's making the curtain dance and move. <laughs> and that's such a, sp- you know, that's a fall and spring thing, I right? Because, you know, we don't, you know we we close things up as well um in the summer or of course in the winter so to have that the just to see that visual of the the air moving oh, i love that so much it's so good mm-hmm. so good okay what's next so let's see daffodils tulips oh sneakers instead of boots yes <laughs> or f- yes even yes. better flip so, flops right right you know Lisa, so i am um this may be so there is a Texas equivalent to this. Um, we would move, I think, from sneakers to sandals and flip flops. And I can remember it would often happen around Easter because uh, part of like get it, we sometimes we'd get a new dress or actually wait for it an actual Easter hat, Easter oh. bonnet. Were Easter bonnets a thing no. in South Africa? <laughs> no, but that's <laughs> precious. So in the South, at, at when I was growing up, they were still they were still, <laughs> they were still a thing. Maybe they. Still no, I was going to say maybe they still are. I don't know. For some communities they may be, but um yeah, maybe a new Easter hat. Um but 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 you would switch. You like horror if you had to wear your black Mary Janes to oh. church on Easter Sunday, right? <laughs> you needed the white patent leather or you needed sandals. Oh. Usually it was it was white sandals for us. Yeah. So that was my Texas equivalent. But now since Chicago and then here It's putting away the snow boots. And I have a wonderful pair of snow boots that are, well, I have the the tall snow boots that are for when it's really deep snow. But I have everyday snow boots that have a kind of like a a little fur, faux fur Mm. lining. And they're really soft and they're low, but they're waterproof. They're kind of cute. Kind of cute. They're cute enough for me. (laughs) And I can slip my foot into them. So Mm. those are like my winter flip-flops. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: they're like Crocs, crocs, but... With fur and are they that
1: yeah, short? But they're not crocs. <laughs> no, I mean
0: well Chrissy's face <laughs> oh my, is no. like God forbid. They're not
1: plastic. <laughs> but you know what I'm, saying? They're, what I'm saying? they're that shape is what I'm saying. So that shape. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah, a slip-on. Slip yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, they're not crocs. Um, <laughs> I like Crocs you, for those listeners who are like, that, what's wrong with Crocs? <laughs> yeah, I know. When you said that though, I had a sudden image of like purple plastic shoes with fur poking out of them. <laughs> No, yours are blue. I've actually I have
0: photos of myself wearing them. They're beige. They're beige. They're beige. Yeah, you have a periwinkle pair. I swear I have worn a periwinkle pair of these slip-on outdoor shoes.
1: You're thinking my garden clogs, maybe? That is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, those are not my winter. Ah, oh, yeah, right. no, no. So I thought um, I knew those your are wardrobe, yeah, those are summer garden not. clogs that I can slip on. I am a big fan of things I can just slip on. But yeah, in the winter I have these tan fur-lined, waterproof, kind Look, of low boots.
0: I'm showing Christy a picture of the blue clogs. Yes, those that are my summer gardening wearing. clogs. So those are your gardening yeah. clogs. Okay, that's yeah. not what you had in mind.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> right. <laughs> now this that we have that straight, shattering right? <laughs>
0: conversation right here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so every day in the winter, because they're so easy, I don't ever wear another pair of shoes. The only exception would have been pre-pandemic when we attended church in person. (laughs) I maybe would have worn something else to church, but actually not often even then. I would just wipe the little salty residue, you know, you get on your boots when you're out in the winter weather. (laughs) And wear them even to church. But anyway, so that's every day in the winter. And so that moment when I realized, you know, it's actually too warm outside for these fur-lined boots. Oh, and actually all the snow has melted. Oh, and actually the mud has even dried up enough <laughs> that I can put on, put on sneakers so, before I tell you my spring sneaker story, what, what do you call, are they sneakers? Were, were they so sneakers to you South growing Africa, up? Were you put no. tennis shoes, nope, running none shoes? none of those. No, they are, it's an Afrikaans word. We
0: call them techies. Oh,
1: so,
0: so te- te- techies? Techies, like, tea, like, how, like how you would say someone who likes technology, you might call them uh-huh. a techie. But mm-hmm. that's how we pronounce the word for the shoes. It's T-E-K-K-I-E-S, techies. Dickies. And we would probably we would only wear those in South Africa for sports. So for like PE or you know after school for netball or soccer or whatever. So if you're in South Africa you're wearing flip-flops which are mm. called oh shoot what's this? I can't think of the word. Hold on, it'll come to me. Or you're barefoot. Totally mm. normal. Like you see kids everywhere at the mall Really? I mean, yes, like at school, like at some schools, you're allowed to go up to certain grades wearing no shoes at all. Like it was completely normal to see kids like in the heat of summer, all just barefoot everywhere they go. Sloffees or sloppies. That's what they'll call <laughs> slip on flip flops. <laughs> so yes, we, so, so sneakers are almost too hot to wear there consistently. So you would wear those for sports specifically, or if you were like, you're wearing very trendy ones, you know, if you're out to the movies with your friends or something, but barefoot would be pretty common too. That
1: makes sense. And actually that may be part of why I associate Tennis shoes sneakers, running shoes, whatever we call them, um, athletic shoes <laughs> with with springtime because it 's true, um, certainly by like middle of the summer, the kids are all wearing flip flops i 'm wearing some kind of slip on sandal yeah. because yeah, your feet just get hot, get and hot. it's that hot outside, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so I have realized lately though for years and years um, and so i 'm curious about your opinion on this because um, i I know I think. You are known for your love <laughs> of this shoe, so I um, purchased a new pair of Converse uh, this yeah. year, but not for myself, Lisa Jo. For your
0: for daughter? myself,
1: because I have discovered that I think I may just be getting too old, and my feet are too flat, <laughs> and I cannot wear those shoes not anymore. Enough support. <laughs> I know. (laughs) They're so uncomfortable to me now. And I used to wear them constantly. I loved my Converse. And I loved that they were inexpensive and they lasted. I could wash them. They came in fun new colors. So this year, I bought for my youngest. We have shared the transitions. And my youngest just went back to in-person school for the first time in over a year. And in desperation, like the week before she went back, I realized she needed shoes. She didn't have (laughs) shoes because she's it hasn't mattered right she's just right, wearing whatever right. she's going outside in old snow boots and so um i found for her i'm sure you can guess unicorn patterned converse sneakers oh my word where do you even find such a thing you you google unicorn shoes and there wow. they are yeah wow for like amazon yeah. uh where did they come from actually I don't remember, but I think they were available all over. Yeah. So, so yeah, Unicorn funny. Converse. But um wow. yeah, with a tinge of sadness, I realized that maybe my Converse wearing days are behind me. <laughs> and now I need I need she's specifically <gasps> marketed toward <clears throat> comfort. <laughs> so I admit that I in
0: the post the picture you posted on Instagram of her in the car uh-huh. when you're driving her to school and she uh-huh. had her legs crossed, yes. I noticed her Converse because they're high tops, right? Yes, they are, yes. 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 I I noticed it. So here's the thing. I had a pair of navy blue Converse chucks that I wore forever. I love them so much. And then I wore holes into them and I was going to buy a new pair and I just, I did start to feel like my feet were kind of tired. And so I have changed now. And Uh now I wear, and I really like them because they're really cute too, but I wear the Adidas, I guess they're called Grand Court Women's Sneakers. They're like Hmm. the white sneakers with the little black, three black stripes down the side. Mm -hmm.
1: I like those. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they give a little more support. So Mm -hmm. I really like those. But even those at the end of a long day, I'm like, "Oh, why do my arches hurt so bad?" And I haven't, I had not yet connected it to age, Christy, but Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. My last thing on the list is the change from brown to green because oh. I am so over the brown. Yeah, There's so much of it. it's just like mud and gross and. The thing that always surprises me about spring, particularly here now in the Northern Hemisphere, where you really can watch the transition, yeah, is you'll go months where it's just brown and mm-hmm. you're waiting and waiting and waiting for green. And then it's it's sort of like when you're watching a sunrise or a sunset where you're desperately trying to catch the moment when the sun disappears finally, but you blink and it's it's gone. I feel that way about brown to green. Suddenly one day you're... You look around and realize, oh, everything's in bud. It's it's happened. The green mm-hmm. is here, and I this year I'm trying so hard to pay attention. I'm not going to uh-huh. miss it. Like when does that moment happen? I love that because it does feel like there's something magical about it. Because one day it hits you, oh, right. everything's green again, and it really does feel like almost overnight.
1: It does. I think. I, I think often it is. It is. Oh, I love that. That you're you're you are going to have your eyes open and you are I, going to see that year, moment. I'm like, I'm
0: not gonna miss it. And there's a road near our house called Forest Avenue, and it is, it's lined by trees on either side, and it's the most beautiful road every season, because every season is highlighted in this beautiful way, except For the transition at the end of winter, when there's no more snow, it doesn't look majestic, there's no green, it's just gross and Mm -hmm. dead and brown. And then I stare at those branches every day saying, I'm not going to miss it, I'm not going (laughs) to miss it, I'm not going to miss it. And then, as we say in Afrikaans, just unbelievably, one morning I turn into that road and I say to myself, no, I missed it again, it's green, here it is, it's back, it's stuck in overnight.
1: Uh, you know, one of the things that was um, so wonderful and new and surprising to me when I did move north and spring became more of a sudden transformation is realizing that the first green that you see in the first green of the trees is really unique. Like it's not the green of yes, later it's like summer. bright, Yes. Like very, very bright. Yeah. Sharp green. Yes. Green yeah. Green like, yeah. Like a Kelly green or a chartreuse or something um, yes. electric. Like it's really, it's a young, fresh. Springtime green, and I just had never <laughs> either noticed or experienced it enough. You know, maybe it was here and there, but in the north, it's just it's everywhere. That's whoa, that's yeah. spring. And um, oh, I love that being able to distinguish between the greens of the season. Yeah, oh, I'm with you. And I think that actually, it, it, so that's related to my last um, favorite thing as well because I mentioned a new cookbook from the library. <laughs> there is mm. something about. The season when things are moving again and maybe we have more energy and things are coming back to life that I don't want to eat, cook and eat the same heavy winter foods, right? But um, needing that fresh inspiration. So, there's a cookbook I got from the library. And truth be told, as sometimes happens, I have actually checked this one out from the library before, but I often get too many books at once and then I don't get to them all. (laughs) So I had to ask for this one again Um, because it came and it looked great. I just never got around to it. Um, But I've heard it. Uh, highly recommended from uh, some other people, from a friend. So um, I'm I'm confident that I will like it, but I haven't yet really had a chance to dive in. And it's called Six Six Seasons: A New Way with Vegetables. Joshua <laughs> okay. McFadden. Okay, and I know, right? And actually, now I'm really curious. Why is it called Six Seasons? I. That to be continued, listeners, I will have to let you know why it is called Six Seasons. I'm
0: looking it up right now so I can put it in the show notes because I'm very curious myself. A new (laughs) way with vegetables.
1: Yeah. So I think the thing that is intriguing to me is it looks like he has um, just lots of creative ways for using all the fresh seasonal produce. But also the sad, maybe a little wilted cabbage or lettuce that is (laughs) sitting in the back of your drawer. (laughs) How to make that tasty, too. (laughs) Uh, and I think, um, I grew up, Lisa Joe, in a very sad culinary era of low fat and no fat cooking and dieting. Okay. So there was a brief period, maybe just in the U.S., I'm not sure, a brief period of, um, collective, I was going to say collective insanity, but it wasn't. (laughs) I mean, it was, you know, there were, you know, there was scientists were telling us new things about our diets and, you know, we were trying to respond. But of course, like many things, we went overboard. Um, And so everything then was like how to cook with less fat. So, you know, nonstick cookware and not using butter and not using oil and steaming. Like, so when I first got married, I was very, I was young and just learning how to cook um, I had a little steamer basket that we would stick Whoa. into boiling water yes. and steam yes. all had of our one vegetables. Of those too. Yes, yeah. Well, I am happy to report that I have not steamed my <laughs> vegetables in like ten years, at least, maybe fifteen. That's because, what butter is
0: for. Butter and a skillet.
1: Right? Oh my goodness! Butter, <laughs> olive oil, roast in the oven. I mean, that's what makes the vegetables taste so yeah. good. <laughs> yes. But it's so
0: funny. You're right. I'm. And remembering the sad, limp, green beans that I used to try and serve my children (laughs) that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yes, I think there are lots of ways to cook vegetables. And actually, in spring, if I um, have some fresh-picked peas, then let's be honest, a light steam is ideal for that. Like, (laughs) They they just taste so fresh and good. So, you know, don't don't throw away your steamer basket yet. But... (laughs) Maybe branch out.
0: (laughs) Well, I pulled up the page on Amazon about this book, and it's so interesting. Listen to this review. It is about as close to a perfect cookbook as I have seen. A book beginner and seasoned cooks alike will reach for repeatedly. And look, here are the six seasons. Get this. These are six vegetable growing seasons. Spring, Mm -hmm. early summer, midsummer, late summer, autumn, And winter. Oh, wow. And what you'll really like wait, wait. So I just gave you the technical terms, but look how they describe these seasons. This is so beautiful spring, early summer, midsummer to the bursting harvest of late summer, then ebbing into autumn, and finally the earthy, mellow sweetness of winter.
1: Oh my goodness. Wow. No. <laughs> I've never wanted to read a vegetable cookbook before.
0: Now I want to. And it's by the guy is by um he's at the James Beard Award for best book in vegetable focused cooking.
1: Wow, so yeah, this is uh, No wonder my friends have been telling me about this one And it's not brand new, I think it's been out a couple years But it's newish. Yeah, and, 2017 um, Yeah, so I'm looking forward to trying that out yeah. This spring, my wow, last Wow, I
0: feel I, I might
1: I may peruse a cookbook <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> The closest I've come I'm not even joking To opening up a cookbook or recipe Has been reading the Green Chef
1: recipes <laughs> That come to my house <laughs> You know, we save those in our house because they're good recipes. We so. save
0: them too. Yeah. I know. I know. Oh, that's so funny. Well, now I feel like I want to eat something delicious while sitting outside in the fresh air while green is sprouting all around me and I'm wearing my techies or my <laughs> flip flops. <laughs>
1: Oh, I can't wait! I, there's nothing like a new season. I mean, whichever season it is, right? I look forward to each one. The beginning is so fresh and new, and it's it's fun to really celebrate that through our favorite things. And I always love hearing um, from our listeners too, who share their favorite things for each season. So I, I hope no, um, please you'll come do and tag that.
0: us on Instagram at Lisa Joe Baker or at Christy Purifoy. And actually, a little teaser because I actually think next week, Friday, is that right on the calendar that I will be with you next week, Thursday, I guess. Yeah, in person, which means Friday morning we'll be recording together in person at Maplehurst. Hopefully, while eating something delicious that you have cooked for us in butter. <laughs> <I'm> looking <laughs>
1: forward to it. Possibly a vegetable. We shall see. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just bread. I don't know. As oh, long but I can't wait for that. I'm so really excited tula about tula that next episode. You
0: tried to feed me. <laughs>